You're listening to Fresh Floppies, episode 11. Wow! <laughs> What's up to all our sidekicks and henchfolk out there in the Nerd Nation? Geek Nation? Nerd Nation. Geek, I think Nerd Nation is taken by some other is thing. It? I don't know. I feel like it is. Uh, it, it seems like so easy. The Cult Nation. No, oh, I feel uh, there's, there's documentaries about stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. um, welcome to uh, episode 11 of Fresh Floppies here. We're going to talk about, we're going to do give spoiler-free reviews of comic books that come out today on the shelves right now. So listen to this before you go to the store and tell everyone in the store that you listen to this amazing show <laughs> where, they, <laughs> where they review comic books that are uh, brand spanking new, fresh as it were, yeah. as a metaphor for what we're doing. There's a lot of books today. Um, What's a floppy? A floppy. A floppy's a floppy. It's you a know they, when they tell you issue. they tell you not to define something using the same term. Right. Yeah. That's what we're doing. Yeah. What's a floppy? It's, something that's it's floppy. It's a floppy. Yeah. It's fresh though, so don't worry. Sp- Single issue. Going to the store. Yeah. I have had people come in to the store. Johnny Destructo's uh, Hero <laughs> Complex, located at forty three twenty seven Main Street, Philadelphia, yes. PA. I've heard of it. One two seven. Um, and they they specifically are picking up books because we talked about it. What? Isn't that awesome? That's awesome. I love that. T- hey, um, uh, tell us more stories about that. Oh, yeah, wait, tell wait. us more about us. Tell, we yeah. love it. I, I want to know how I've changed your life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not for the worst, though. No, just for the better. The better. Yeah. Um, no, like for real, is there something that you picked up and you're reading now that you that we kind of shoot you on? Or is there a suggestion we made that you were like, you guys are stupid. That was the Let's dumbest suggestion ever. E- email us at... Coltpopgo at gmail.com. That's right. Oh, I was trying I, to cover for you while you burped. Sorry. I was I was I didn't burp. Oh, sorry. I mean, it's but natural. I know a lot of a lot of like the breathing I do sounds like burps. <laughs> I have a I have a sleep study coming up, so okay. we're gonna figure it out. Um, <laughs> do we should we talk about comics? <laughs> Speaking of high voices, uh, I have a TikTok, and uh, people all of a sudden have decided that I sound like Charlie Day. Uh, I've gotten a bunch of comments. You sound like Charlie Day. I mean, you have some of that energy depending on if you're excited about something. Uh, I, what my wife likes to call, um, uh, what kind of dog is it that's really excitable? Terriers? Um, Chihuahuas? No, the big one. A, the big dumb dog that everyone loves. A St. Bernard? A Labrador? Know. La- I don't know. Anyway, she said I've got that sort of energy. It's like a puppy energy. Well, I'll take it. Anyway, books. Let's talk about them. Uh, well, let me, <laughs> let, you know, no, let's, we're sidetracking. Let me think about what kind of uh, animals energy the I big have. Brown, oh, you. Oh, okay. uh, no, no, no. Uh, the big brown. That's a Labrador. A retriever. A Labrador retriever. Retriever. Maybe it's a Labrador retriever. Like, oh, yeah, a lab. Right. Yeah. A lab. Yeah. A chocolate one or a brown one? All white. What would your name be? <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we're going to talk about the uh, uh, seminal. Uh, blockbuster issue that came out today from DC, Dawn of DC, as it were. Batman, one thirty-five. No, no, no. Legacy, Legacy nine hundred. Yeah. Batman number nine hundred, written by Chip Zdarsky, with art in the main story by Mike Hawthorne. Uh, but the whole back half of the issue is drawn by Jorge Jimenez and Mikel Janin. Yannin. 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 Uh, what what's the presentation like? Um, well, it's a thicky boy. It's six ninety nine cover price on just the paper stock. I'm sure thick with two C's. Thick with two C's. It's yeah. a it's a thicky boy. <laughs> well, two C's. That's like, that's two like C's in other languages is a ch. So it's so it's thish. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah, uh, it's a thishy boy. Um, 
it's um i mean it's not glossy pages but it, the presence like it's it's bound pretty well just staple yeah. bound pretty well it's not flimsy at all it's it's um it's a pretty hefty issue it feels I, good. yeah it does feel good and i i I almost so an issue this big. It's double sized. I want to say it's maybe like 45, 60, 45 to sixty pages. Mm-hmm. Um, if this, there are cardstock variants of this. Yeah. This is the size of comic that you know, like I wouldn't want cardstock because oh, it's because, yeah. it's slightly thicker. It needs to have a little bit of bend for pages. Where, yeah, like anything over forty eight pages. I think should be perfect bound mm-hmm. if it's cardstock cover. Other yeah, than yeah. that, this is great. I, I actually. I like the flimsiness of a issue this big, so I would I would go with an incredibly fresh presentation. Have you read any of the Batman? You read the first by issue Ch- of by this Zdarsky? run. Uh, right? Chip Zdarsky's Batman so far. Yes. I read the whole first arc. Oh, oh okay. The failsafe arc. I read oh. the whole first arc. And then the first issue of this arc. Mm-hmm. And I have not read since, so that is of three to four issue gap mm-hmm. that I have and I jumped back in. I read the first issue of the Failsafe arc and ah. I have not jumped on until this issue. So we're going to spoil a little bit about what happened in that first arc. Okay. Yeah. So the, um, that's a very, very good segue about this issue. Is this a good jumping on point? No. <laughs> no. I, listen, here's the thing. I'm a little, I'm a little miffed. Um, this is legacy number 900. Yeah. And... Uh, that should be an issue for new readers. 100%. People are going to see, oh, it's a Legacy 900. It's a 900th issue. Oh, my God. What a, what a big deal. Blah, blah, blah. Let me go pick that up. Oh, it is the last issue of a series. And they also don't give me a previously on, so I have no idea what I'm getting into That's here. That's a DC thing, yeah. You need to, this needs to be the first issue of a new arc. This should have been wrapped up one issue ago and this should be the jumping on point what do you think like, I, I mean I don't disagree with you but I kind of stopped expecting that a little while ago especially with the DC uh, anniversary issues yeah. if anything for the last couple of years they've always been the end of arc Ugh, I hate it. so like um, I remember I want to say I remember um, uh, it was a, a Wonder Woman anniversary issue uh-huh. like 650 or some shit. Yeah, but wasn't um, it like but it was they the whole up an first arc and then the whole first half was wrapping up an arc, which yeah. honestly this is not that far from. So like the arc, the previous arc is wrapped up in the first half of this book and then Bruce is kicked through a door. Yeah. Everything after being kicked through a door is kind of falling through falling the villain until the end falling, of the issue. The entire back half. Wait, what do you mean? It's oh still, yeah, you're it's right. Still one story. He's you're still absolutely fighting right. His way to beat the villain through the entire issues. Yeah, now, you're right. Um, I'm gonna be honest. The way I read this book was, uh, I opened it up and I went, I have no idea what any of this <clears> is, <throat> but I remember seeing um, 1989 Batman when I was flipping through. So let me go to that part of the book, <laughs> uh, and I kind of started reading halfway through because I just wanted to see the multiversal Batman, and then I got to the end and I was like, oh, all right, I got a couple more minutes. Let me go back and, and read the beginning of it. Because um, my plan was not to actually talk about this book, um, but I was like, oh, I read the whole thing, might as well. Um, the <laughs> last half of it is delightful and fun, uh, with one caveat about his mechanical hand, um, <laughs> where it comes from, as opposed to where it could have come from. But um, this this was kind of a mess for me. I don't really, I, again, I had no idea what was going on. I don't know who this villain is. Uh, I don't care about this villain. 
Um, but of course, I haven't read this, the, the book, so uh, why would I? Um, the end of it's great. I really like the back half of this book because yeah. of the art by Jorge Jimenez and Mike Mikaljanin. Otherwise, this was kind of a waste for me. I would this should have been a, a first issue of the next. If arc. I w- if I was reading, if I was still reading in monthly, this would be an amazing ending. Mm-hmm. Having some understanding of what's going on, marginally, this red mask guy. Yeah. He's a multiversal Joker, I guess, um, or a alternate Joker. Um, I like, I, I just, I love the idea of a lot of this, but it's, it is a bit messy, um, and part of that is us jumping in, but it's still a bit messy. Yeah, it's a little um, unfair to for me yeah. to judge the book because I haven't read the rest but, of the series. But just looking at it from like a high level, uh, the Mike Hawthorne is a great artist, but him, in contrast to the whole back half of the book, is almost a disservice. Um, tastes vary, but yeah. uh, every time I see a Jorge Jimenez cover on Batman, I go, oh, you know what? Chip Zdarsky, Jorge Jimenez, I got to be reading this. And I pick it up and I see the Hawthorne art in- inside and mm-hmm. I put it down. Some of, some of the stuff in here, um, the first half is all Mike Hawthorne and Mike Hawthorne did this whole arc. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a little reminiscent of recent Brian Hitch. Oh, like it's that bad no i mean i wouldn't i wouldn't call it so like look at something like this yeah it's very like his his um bodies his like uh um how he physically puts people in spaces is not unlike how brian hitch does it Mm -hmm. almost in in a realistic but almost rubbery kind of way yeah rubbery that's a good thank you Um, think of the word it's not it's not displeasing but it's also not like my favorite yeah so i'm yeah i mean Jorge Minas returns to the book after this. Great. He left for a little bit to go do Nemesis with uh, Mark Miller. Mm-hmm. Um, he is a very fast artist, so I, I hope, I hope he does. St- yeah, I know he stabbed somebody with his his head. Um, it's a, it was fine. I think it was fresh enough. Yeah. If I was reading the book, mm-hmm. I'd probably be a little bit more invested. What's below just or fresh enough? Barely fresh. Yeah. It's barely fresh for me. Yeah. But again, that's because I haven't read this. If. Based on not having read the rest of it. That's my fault. You heard it, everybody. JD hates Batman, thinks you're stupid for liking it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Did um, I summarize that correctly? <laughs> you know what, though? There's a lot of fun in the back half of this book. Oh, it's... The, you know, look, the back half, fresh... Uh, uh, what's that? Above... It is... Fresh enough. This is worth the buy, just seeing Jorge Jimenez and Mikhail Janin aping other artists yes you've got them doing bruce tim you've got them doing frank miller you've got them doing adam west batman 89 batman kelly jones like it's these are awesome recreations of some other like panels and scenes from from comic books over the last 900 issues yeah and it's cool as hell yeah like the that's what i meant by the the book itself isn't very accessible um up the whole first half if you haven't been reading the book but Mm -hmm. as soon as he can like Bruce gets pushed through this multiversal door. It just becomes a lot more accessible if you've yes. ever read any Batman. And I, I honestly forgot that the bad guy is still at the end of the book. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because this was just kind of a fun journey through the multi, like the Batverse. Yeah, I loved it. Um, the back half is awesome. So we're going a little, a little extra. It's not. I mean, can you even spoil Batman books anymore? We're not going to spoil the final page. But um, no, I mean, I just I think that there are setups in the back half that pay off, yeah. like where he gets the the belt from. Yeah, um, yeah, a lot of a lot of that stuff pays off, and, and how, it, how it defeats the shark. And I laughed. And 
against my against my my will. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm kind of interested as to where this goes next. I'll I'll read the next issue. Mm-hmm. I just wish the next issue was this issue because this, <laughs> this number nine hundred should be a jumping on point. I mean, maybe not. Maybe maybe. Uh, people smarter than us in publishing think that these kind of anniversary issues should be bridging issues and not jump yeah. on issues. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I don't maybe. know. Um, um, speaking of a jumping on point. Ah! Uh, Shazam. bitches. Shaz- Shazam number one by Mark Wade and Dan Mora, the blockbuster team that's been bringing us World's the, Finest. Yep, World's Finest as well as... Uh, separately? Yeah. Um, Dan Mora is... Uh, Oh, everything? Yeah, I know, right? Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Part 2, mm-hmm. 1 through 5. Um, Once in Future, uh, who did a Detective Comics for a while with Mariko Tamaki. Klaus with Grant Morrison. He's basically the best right now. Yeah, he really is. <laughs> He's killing it. He's right? also as fast as Bagley. So, like, this cat just covers two books a month now? No, he doesn't. I, I have no clue. He draws everything for everyone, and I'm here for it. Uh, the only reason I don't care about Shazam, never have. Oh, yeah, I mean, I'm uh, fair weather. But the reason I was very excited and that was the first thing I read this week is because Mark Wade and Dan Moore mm-hmm. were on the book. Um, it's not one over the other. It's like yeah, Mark Wade this team? and Dan Moore? Yeah, okay. In. Yeah. Uh, and this was delightful. I thought mm. this was really fun. Um, I like that he, Dan Moore, draws Shazam like with a boyish wonder. Mm-hmm. He looks good. Um, oh, I mean, I was all for him playing with toys. Like he's playing yeah. with action figures. He acts like a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, the presentation, I have the Chris Somney, who's another one of my all-time favorite artists, Chris Somney uh, variant cover, um, which has a cardstock. Does yours? Yours doesn't. Does no, it? I have the uh, the uh, main main cover, and it is not. It's the same kind of, oh, yeah. it's the same slightly more thick f- feel than Batman 900. Now, what DC does that Marvel doesn't, so Marvel will have, the whole book glossy, yeah. so the cover feels the same as the pages. Mm-hmm. DC has matte finished, uh, almost paper stock quality pages, so it at least feels like different in your hands, yeah. and it doesn't like all rub. So even though it's technically a worse quality of paper, uh-huh. it's still I think it reads better. Feels good, um, and it starts off with Shazam riding a Tyrannosaurus Rex, mm-hmm. um, which. The beginning of the story is delightful with what's going on with those dinosaurs. Uh, and um, he, you know, the Rock of Eternity is where Shazam got his powers from. There's the wizard there. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know, who hasn't seen the films, and uh, he gets his powers. He gets, um, Shazam is actually an acronym. Oh, yeah, it's in here. For, I'm flipping to it Solomon, Hercules, Atlas, Zeus, Achilles, and Mercury. Um,. And so I like that it sort of explains how his powers work. It lim- it, it also explains his limitations. Yeah, which I, like. I want to talk about that. Um, <clears throat> go for it. Um, so Mark Wade has this amazing ability to define a hero or just superhero by what they can't do more than what they can. Mm-hmm. He did this on his Daredevil run, which makes it one of my favorite runs. With by Chris Omni as well. Chris Omni, yeah. <laughs> so... Every other creator talked about what he could do with his sonar vision. Mm -hmm. Mark Wade spent issues talking about the limitations of his sonar vision. Like, he's able to make out a shape, but he can't tell with object permanence whether the shape is behind him or in front of him. (gasps) Like, things like that. Like, he would... He like he can't depending on what kind of where the noise comes from. He yeah. can't necessarily tell. Oh my god! Like so, he you know you you sense something's there or there, but 
you don't know if it's in front or behind if you're scoping the whole room stuff like that like he would he would get really 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 in the weeds about how much harder it actually is to be daredevil not just oh that's wonderful and it made everything great so with this you could see hints of him doing that so like you know like the the wisdom of solomon the strength of hercules stamina power courage speed he makes a point of being like yeah i don't have radio i I don't have telescopic vision i can't tell so i'm just gonna go in there and try and see i don't have you know this so i have to like do what i can over here like Mm -hmm. he's he's leaning into the limitations of this powerful creature Mm -hmm. which is such a great way and why don't other writers kind of i don't know i think there's an obsession with not wanting to dirty up a superhero mm-hmm. but i mean just exploring what the limitations are i think is so fun yeah and and wade is really really good at it agreed agreed uh mm. and this first issue is i'm i'm in i like this is the what's the what's the most fresh it's the most fresh it's, it's fresh. This is great. Super fresh. Um, you kind of meet the family, uh, and he actually does let you in on. Oh yeah, that's that's another variant cover. Is this Dan Mora with um, Billy Batson and like all of the Shazam adventures going on within the um, confines of Billy Batson's body? It's very cool. Um, gorgeous book. Super fun. It creates uh, a problem at the end that I didn't see coming. It's really abrupt. And yeah, awesome. Good, great facial acting there. Uh, yeah, this is, the, I, I, um, so the first half of this book, I kept just kind of being like, oh, that's cute. Yeah. Oh, that's cute. But not in any kind of like excited way, just, yeah. oh, that's cute. The second half of this book where they really get into like the normal life of Billy Batson mm-hmm. and the limitations and then like give you that little swerve at the end. I was like, okay, I'm reading this monthly. Yeah. Got it. Yep. Got it. Got, got it. Got me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is a wonderful book. I like if. it's fun this is really good super fresh love it highly recommend go check it out Um, (laughs) something else that's fresh Joe Bob says check it out Uh, fresh fresh maker (laughs) fresh maker fresh hard peacemaker tries hard book one it's a black label DC book which just means that it is more adult than the other mature yeah the matures mature by Kyle Starks who also is doing one of my other favorite books currently called uh, I Hate This Place or Fuck this place, depending on which cover you pick up. Uh, with art by Steve Pugue and Jelly, jo- Jelly Bordair. Got Je- yeah. Jordi Belair. Holy cats. Um, I read this here at Casa Knoll, <laughs> and I was laughing so loud and so out of control that his wife, who was upstairs on a different floor having a meeting, was like, texted Knoll and be like, shut up. Basically. You're, you're being too loud. <laughs> Knock it off. This book sideswiped me so hard that it gave me the, you noticed it gave me the giggles oh yeah like one good laugh at the beginning yeah and i was and set. then you were set for all of them yeah. because it just kept reminding you and then you just kept giggling yeah um i laughed so hard at so i'm a i'm a kyle starks super fan yeah you are <clears throat> i will read anything that his name is on he also has another book coming out this week oh. uh the finale of um where monsters lie mm-hmm. uh which is also a fun book he has this way not unlike mark russell where um, it's it's set up in punchline, but it's all in character of the story. There's some people that do like comedy that's just aloof or on the surface. Like this is like it's silly, but it's smart as shit, uh-huh. and it's so good. This is if and um, the first thing I noticed while I was reading it. Uh, by the way, the presentation is wonderful. 
Oh, yeah. Every, I think all of the versions of this book have a really thick cardstock card cover. There's multiple covers. I've got the cover A. You've got a different cover, got, which is cover A, but uh, designed to look like a movie poster. Yeah, so like uh, the variants that I'm calling for every issue of this book, because, spoiler alert, I'm getting this book an issue. Same. Um, there's a movie poster variant, so it's the main cover, but it's just either given some sort of movie poster treatment. So this one looks a little bit like um, Dirty Harry. I think the next one looks a little bit like Die Hard, but um, yeah, uh, and and then there's a bunch, there's a bunch of variants. I mean, it's it's a DC book; they do eighty five variants. Yeah. Um, oh, and the one has like a chromium cover, um, and it's it's got blood splattered all over him, and he's just like, "What do I have something on my face?" Um, but yeah, uh, the first thing I notice is that this peacemaker, unlike the last peacemaker series that I tried, this one sounds like the TV version. Yeah, it sounds by like John, John Cena. Cena. Yeah. Uh, I heard it in John Cena's voice and his cadence and all that sort of stuff. It, it's based on that character. And this was awesome. I was shocked at how funny this was to me. Yeah, no, I, I really, really enjoyed it. Like, a lot. The It's just a really good team. Mm-hmm. Writer and artist, perfect team. Steve Pugh, um, also a giant fan. Uh, he just nails... Like, I mean, he like puts puts people on notice for how well his facial acting is especially mm-hmm. when you have to convey something as as like specific as um sarcasm or mm-hmm. or condescension or stupidity or excitement like you even pointed out so there's a uh spoiler alert, there's a puppy in this book yeah and when peacemaker sees the puppy it's it's a one-eighth panel it's not even a big panel yeah but there is excited love in his eyes yeah. and it's incredibly clear through the mask through the mask even yeah and there's yeah. a lot of artists who could not even pull that off with mm-hmm. a full page spread I couldn't imagine Jim Lee drawing this book no fuck and, no <laughs> and making the jokes land with all the facial expressions absolutely not yeah. um, and there's so much there's so much like um, almost anar- an anarchistic uh, energy to this book mm-hmm. you know like um, Peacemaker you know uh, is going off to save his friend and just starts killing um, guards, and then the one guard is the, the one that, that he's about to kill. He's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa dude! I just I'm just like a, a night guy. I, I I don't know what the hell you're doing." He's like, "Oh, I killed one of you." It was like, "Was it Steve? Gavin? Gavin? <laughs> oh, Gavin? he's he's like a sex offender, like the worst kind. Don't worry about it. Like, yeah. there's just such weird energy to this book that's yeah. really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, I'm, this is super fresh. I loved this book. Super fresh. I loved it. Uh, yeah, if you. Like the Peacemaker show, you are missing out if you're not getting this book 100%. Mm. You want to wrap it up with a Marvel book? Oh, not wrap it up. Let the, so the books that you and I both read. Yeah, uh, well, you know what? How about we'll, I'll squeeze in my, my um, weekly pitch for Radiant Black book. Do it. Okay. Do it. Um, so uh, before before the show, we talked about where Rich, uh, JD was on Radiant Black, which is not very far. No. Like maybe a, issue 12 or 13 two, or yeah. something like that. Uh, issue 24 comes out today. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I'm really behind. It is a big issue. Mm-hmm. Um, like uh, this? No. No, like a, it is a it is a uh, plot-wise, thematically, an important issue. There we go. Um, so, light spoilers about what's happening in the book thus far. Um, in, the first, in the first arc, one of the main characters is laid out, and the other main character takes over. Vice versa, things happen. Now both of them are kind of sharing the power of the radiant um this puts them in a scenario where that might not be possible anymore and there's Ooh. multimedia add-ons to it mm-hmm. 
Um, what I love about Kyle Higgins and all of his books so like lately is he, they've been playing with other mediums. Like, go on the website, here's a QR code, listen to the podcast, all like within universe. Love it. And this is just more of that. Um, this is also this this issue takes place inside existence, which is, you know, the world of the radiance. So they they play a lot with panel breaks and you know, like literally the first page is them falling through panels. Ah, uh, yep. Um, you could I read love this stuff like that. You could read this with a black light. It is a very neon hued mm-hmm. book. Um, and it ends with a hell of an emotional gut punch that I don't know. I don't know what the status quo is going to be after this. Um, but. But you can help decide. Yeah. Um, and then the next issue of all of it is Supermassive, mm-hmm. which is the, I guess, annual now big one old shot. crossover one shot of yeah. all the books. Yeah, because um, um, basically it was Radiant Black and then Supermassive happened. And that sort of kicked off. They introduced us to other characters like Rogue Sun. Yeah. Uh, Supermassive introduced us to Rogue Sun. Uh, Inferno Girl Red and introduced at the end as a teaser um, the Dead Lucky. Oh, okay. So this one is Rogue Sun, Dead Lucky, and Radiant Black. Cool. And then maybe there's some surprises inside. I don't know. Uh, probably. Uh, yeah, I'm a, I love, you showed me at the end there, the QR code that you can actually um, vo- <laughs> vote on something. Yeah, you can vote on something. It's just that you can uh, vote. Yeah. Because I don't know what they're voting on. I haven't read it. But you were telling me that they can vote, which yeah. I'm a sucker for. Like the things like the podcast that they do for no one, I think is really cool. And QR code voting stuff. Like I'm a sucker for that kind of stuff. Like really involve yeah. your audience in new ways that um, and just makes it more exciting to read a comic book. That's all. Everything is designed so incredibly well. Like the yeah. iconography of, of Radiant Black. Like at least logo. at least once a month I am on their merch store thinking like do I want to do I want more want radiant, radiant black, black like, attire or something? yeah yeah like all the time the same. all the time great little logo I love it um I am sad that I am not caught up on this book all the time stay sad but I just stay I, mad <laughs> I, I, like I'm catching up on She-Hulk right now and it's such a delightful time yeah it's fun uh, hopefully I'll catch up on Radiant Black Spider-Man number 8 is what we're going to use to wrap up this show uh, legacy numbering 164 and this is the Dan Slott series um, adject- adjectiveless Spider-Man mm-hmm. with art by Bagley the first seven issues of this book were a wrap up to the Spider-Verse that was going on we're introduced to a spider boy in the last issue. Amazing uh, little spider boy. Three panels. Um, it was a very sought after book. Uh, it's going for like thirty and forty dollars online already because it's the first appearance of Spider Boy, and I didn't care about it. Like I was, <laughs> I was like, oh, what's the Spider Boy business? Oh, he's on three panels. Great, thanks guys. <laughs> um, however, we do get more Spider Boy in this issue, and it this is a jumping on point. Mm. If you're not reading Dan Slott's Spider-Man, that's okay. You can jump on with issue eight. It's a perfect bridge. Say what you will about Marvel versus DC, blah, blah, blah. Marvel has recaps on every oh single God, issue yes. that they publish. Yes. We're talking two paragraphs mm-hmm. of what's up. Sometimes it doesn't really explain what's in the issue. However, it at least gives you an ordinary world to pick up any issue. Yes. DC is like, nah, fuck that, John. Nope. I think um, Bendis tried to do it for his books. It was doing it, but like, it's just it's just a publishing mandate of theirs. They don't. Why? They, I don't know. I, I mean, is there like a is there an old school mentality of like we just figured it out and looked up stuff and it was great? Uh, oh, but what's wrong with it. like a reminder? Yeah. 
Whatever. That's, that's, that's a good yeah. point. Not only is it good for people who are coming onto a book, it's good for me who has ADHD and I have no memory it's and my good brain for, is bad. I don't have ADHD and I still need to be reminded yeah. where the fuck we are like, sometimes. Wait, what did you, wait, what happened last time? Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. I read a lot of books. Um, and this was, I really like this. This is a good Spider-Man book. A lot of people who are um, down on the Zeb Wells run, because they're wrong, um, I think might like this better. Uh, maybe. Um, which maybe is why I was bored by this. Oh, okay. Tell me, tell me more. <laughs> um, I mean, it just feels... So this this is good or bad. It feels exactly like Dance Lot Spider-Man that I got pretty bored with. Okay. Um, what does Dance Lot want to explore? Spidey Sense. Cool. Again, I, I just... I feel... Well, it feels samesies. I know it's it's an expansion as opposed to a contraction. It's like not replacing it or removing it. It's just more of his kind of like like the things he likes to do and just yeah. like more of it, which is fine. The stuff that I enjoy. I I was a yeah. little bored by it. That's fine. Uh, basically, we have uh, Peter is trying to help a bunch of folks, and he does not succeed in the way he wants to. So mm -hmm. he's trying to figure out how to expand his spider sense so that not only does it affect him. Like yeah. what's going to what's going to cause danger to him is what he's aware of, but also other people. Yeah, he wants to sense other people's danger. Because there um, was a, in the multiverse of spider in the spider verse, I should say, there was a character called Spiders Man. Yeah, which was a with thousands of spiders that thought it was Peter Parker, and they all worked in conjunction with each other to create a m man shaped spider. mass of spiders because they ate him. Um, yeah. Oh my god. I, so. You know what, I think... I forgot that they ate I him. think my problem is I don't necessarily buy the premise. Oh. I know that... I know that Peter is sometimes impulsive, mm. uh, doesn't necessarily think things through, but I guess I'm having trouble believing that he thinks it's a great idea to feel everyone else's fight or flight. Mm. That's insane. Well, I don't. I'm not. Yeah. Hmm. It's like I'm. I'm having trouble squaring the circle on him truly thinking it's a good idea to sense everyone's danger responses yeah. in a an area. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, that's just a terrible idea. Yeah. Like he's not. Like you're not already overworked. Right. Yeah. Well, it's not even. You're not already overwhelmed. Like, it's like it's like um. It's like Daredevil being like, oh, I have supersonic hearing and I'm able to hear people a mile away. But you know what would be great. If I can hear what other people are also hearing a mile away at the same well, time as hearing what I'm hearing a mile away. Like it, I disagree. It just I, feels wild. I mean, it does feel wild, but it also feels like it's in line with the Peter, the version of Peter that I have in my head who um, his plan to help the city is to swing around randomly and hope that someone screams help, mm. basically. Right. Uh, and his spider sense is there to be like, hey, Pete, uh, dodge. So uh, if he's swinging by an area, it would help him to sense that other people are in danger if they can't call out for help or anything. Um, you know, it saves a lot of time of him having to just swing around randomly. Sure. Which he's been doing since the 60s. So to me, this kind of makes sense of like, hey, what if I could, if I'm in a certain block area, I can sense that other people are actually in danger in that block area and I can help him. And of course, that goes wrong. And that's what yeah. I'm cliffhanger is. Sure. But, I mean, I, I just, it's a, it's a... It's a level of naivete oh, sure. that I 
sometimes I think Spider-Man's over, but I guess he's not. Um, and even in so much as just the way it kind of all comes together in this one issue. Like, it starts and ends in this one issue. I, like, I don't know. I, I like. I guess I just, as a reader, wanted to be convinced a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I do like the connection with this mysterious Spider-Boy, though. Yeah. Feeling what he feels. They are connected seeing what, yeah. Which is interesting. Yeah, so, like, is. that part of it, I really dug. And he's, he's, you know, there's been a couple of times where he's like, you know, as superheroes do, they're, uh, even by themselves, they're just talking out loud. Mm-hmm. They're just monologuing to themselves. Oh, yeah. uh, and there's a couple of points here where he's like, he almost says his last name. But then he goes, whoa, I almost slipped. Um, <laughs> or then he goes, oh, yeah, Peter is my whoops. Um, you know, <laughs> he, he cuts himself off and you don't, he's just keeping you from getting the information that you're kind of looking for, which is kind of dumb and fun. Uh, yeah, I, every um, uh, everything involving Spider Boy I really liked, mm-hmm. but the general conceit of this whole book, I don't know. I, give me another issue too to actually like buy into it, but because yeah. as it's presented here, it feels maybe. like a stretchies. Um, I was, you know, I'm about to equate it to something else, but that just goes into your point more that it is more like Dan Slott because Superior Spider Man, when Doc Ock was in his body, he had the same trouble. He's like, so this dude just swings around waiting for people to yell for help. What if I made little spider bots? That patrolled the city, yeah, um, and looked for people in trouble. Um, so it's sort of like along the same lines, but a little it, less um, invasive, maybe, because it's not video recording everybody in the city. But I, I, mean, I, I don't. I mean, I would think the other way around too about it being invasive in his own fucking head. Yeah. Like, well, it is. I mean, I, that's what I mean. Like, that's yeah. a huge problem. I, I don't know. I like. I. I guess sometimes I just. I hate how stupid Peter is. Oh yeah. Okay. I like it. Um. Which I guess is it's also a, a it's a sign of a good story that's being told when you viscerally react to what a character is doing yeah. like right like whether you like it or not if it's effective it's effective and when he makes the choice I'm like God damn it you yeah. fucking idiot like <laughs> don't, let's, a, like I can tell you right now all the ways it will go wrong yeah, and yeah. how it will continue to go wrong just take a beat yeah and the fact that Norman even was just like okay like stop it well he pushed he pushed lightly like a feather but he's also dealing with his own stuff about trying to like be helpful and he sees this guy who he's been tormenting for years and like asking for his help it was it, it's literally like a one page or like two or three panels of like are you sure uh yeah. this is how i became the goblin fine so maybe it would be and then like, if it like took a little longer i well i mean even the testing of it was a non-existent of like let's go full speed let's go like i mean two scientists Right, but also that's how spider characters work. And it's and, the and, lizard is like, "Hey, I've got this serum. What if I just put it in me?" Look, <laughs> I I I understand. It's just it's like it's all science gone wrong. In the '60s, I wouldn't have thought about it. Yeah. Nowadays, it's like, why are you doing that, buddy? Yeah, oh, little little buddy. Why stop it? But then yeah. again, but like, um, I all of the all of from what I recall of it, I haven't read all of Dan Slott's run, but all of the 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 spidey sense stuff where he would remove it and it would be on the fritz mm. that was I, I felt like that started getting tired too like i just wanted it to work again which like kind of kept me on the hook whereas this and that was something he didn't do to himself yeah whereas this was like it's almost like pushing the same button but harder and mm. then willingly and it's just i don't know it makes me I, cringe is not the right word but it yeah. makes me like ah gotcha dude Dude. Yeah, just this felt like classic Spidey to me. 
So. Yeah, well, you know what? Classic Spidey sucks. Yeah, what an idiot. What a garbage. Um, <laughs> what a garbage. <laughs> <laughs> so that's garbage fresh? <laughs> no, you know, this was, like, look, everyone that works in this book knows exactly what they're doing. They're very good at it. It rubbed me the wrong way because I am enjoying a different version of Spidey somewhere else. That everyone else hates. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, uh, yeah it's wonderful. It's absolutely great. It. It's so good. Um, <laughs> um, right. what what, I, wait, what are you excited about? What else are you excited about this week? Well, that's what I was going to ask you. Uh, Dawn of DC Adventures of Superman, John Kent, number three by Tom Taylor. This dude is killing this book. Clayton Henry is drawing his butt off, and Tom Taylor is writing his butt off. Uh, everyone's buttless on this book. It's very, very good. There are no butts. It's, uh, just, it's all flat surfaces it's just uh they slide just, off of everything just, they can't sit down uh but yeah the injustice saga is what it's called now apparently and uh it's so good i'm really enjoying it it's not big and i mean i guess it is kind of big and crazy yeah it's very big and crazy a lot of multiverse stuff happening yeah it's in, in the, the uh, it's in the water yeah. um i am excited to finish uh the aforementioned mighty Morphin power rangers TMN Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Part Two Number yes. Five. This is the final issue of this um, mi- sequel mini series, oh. uh, written by Ryan Parrott, um, with art by um, I forget the man's name. I think it's like Dan Mori or something like that. <laughs> um, He's this so good. this book is stupid, but like in every way that anything that's fun can ever be stupid. Oh. Um, we're talking like tur- Shellhead? Is that what his name It's was? a Zord. That's a city. That's oh a city God, size. Oh my God, right? That's yeah. a huge... Um, so this is a sequel series, but you don't necessarily have to read the first one. In the first one, the Turtles and the Power Rangers get together to fight a super powered up Shredder. Yeah. Uh, because Shredder made a deal with Rita, I think, or something like that. Mm-hmm. No. Makes sense. Um, but this one... Casey's a, a dark ranger and Rita's doing crazy stuff and K- Krang is the size of a of a city building and is in Zords and the the actual rangers um their power coins aren't working so Donatello is like hey um I think that we can activate them with some mutagen mm-hmm. and then they turn them ooze. into some ooze and then they turn them into dinosaur versions of the Rangers. Like it's just such a big stupid. God this this kind of book is a constant yes and. Yeah. Yeah. And what if we did this? Yeah. But like, what if we did this too? And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's it's wild escalation. Nice. And it ends on a cliffhanger. Even though it's oh. the end of the series. Yeah. It ends on a cliffhanger, and you're like, okay, let's go. I want this let's in. Let's go, go, Power Rangers. Um, I don't. It's a big I don't power range. Uh, I've never watched the show, or I, I tried to watch the show. And I haven't I was, either. Uh, I was a beyond it age wise, um, uh, and also budget wise. Um, uh, but this this looks fun. I actually didn't like the Power Rangers when I was growing up either. We're, we're both just a little too old. Yeah, yeah. Um, but all of these Boom Studios comic books mm-hmm. have been just phenomenal. Nice. I'm very very happy with them. They it's it's a it's a group of Peter Parkers. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, it, it, like yeah. it's it's just good superhero comicking. If anything, it's hindered by the fact that it's IP. Yeah. Yeah. They so can't I really go crazy. Well, not even the, no, they go crazy. It just has an association to it. Oh yes, so, I'm associating it yeah. with a terrible TV show. Yeah, the TV show like. is terrible. Yes. The comic book is just like masterfully done in regards to like superhero comics, but mm-hmm. it's got an association of a stupid TV show. Yeah, so yeah. you know, That's whatever. Maybe, maybe, do you have volume one? I have them all. Is that also by Dan Mora? Mm, yes and no. Wait, of of Turtles? 
Well, the, of, I'm sorry, of, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Part 1. I have Part 1 in issue somewhere, but it's not. It's Simone DiMeo. Oh, oh, yeah. also good. Yeah, so like both of them have been great artists. Oh, that's a great. I like it um, too. No, I don't have it. I was and and it's only been released in. I have it in issue somewhere, um, and it's only been soft covers. But I really want them to do like, like a, a nice, big old oh, nasty hardcover. Like maybe a, like you a see nasty a big old yeah, nasty. I want hardcover. a nasty slipcase, bitch. I want it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna slide it right into the shelf. Uh, gross. Um, no lubricant. I'm exa- also Raw. excited for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Usagi Yojimbo crossover by yeah, Stan Sakai. There's a new issue today, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't so, get a chance yeah. to read the first one. Me but... neither. But I like I like Usagi and I like turtles, so I'm curious about it. All right, everyone, go to your local comic shop today. Go buy some comic books. Uh, email us at cultpopgo at gmail.com. Go to my comic shop, uh, 4327 Main Street, Philadelphia, PA. Uh, listen to us tonight, Wednesday night at 8 o'clock. Eastern Standard Time. Where we will be talking about... I think we're going to do a preview of the summer movies. Nice. Yeah, because uh, starting next week, starting this week, starting tomorrow, <gasps> the summer officially starts with Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy. I've, I'm, we're going Friday night. I'm very excited. I'm going tomorrow night. Nice. I'm very excited. Uh, all right. Thank you so much for hanging out with us, and we will talk at you later. Do, do, do. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to the Cult Pop Network, home to podcasts, live shows, and a whole lot of fun stuff for every flavor of fan. Follow us wherever you find your favorite podcast, and be sure to join us live every Wednesday night at youtube.com backslash cultpopgo at 8 p.m. Eastern. While you're there, be sure to subscribe to the channel and hit the bell icon so you'll know when we drop new thunder rounds and episodes of Fresh Floppies, a spoiler-free show about single-issue comics released each week. Until then, we'll talk at you later.